great, great morning, everybody. Great, great morning. This is episode 91. Uh, Caleb, how you doing, man? Great morning, Mr. Wallow. Great morning, indeed. I'm good. How are you? I'm great. I'm great. I'm great. Um, yeah, slowly, uh, <clears throat> man, I got this cough, man. I feel like it's been since, uh, since we started this podcast. Yeah, since we started- <laughs> <laughs> um, no, what I was going to say is we, uh, slow, slowly, uh, get it in, uh, into some dates for the, for opening, man. Um, so that's like exciting. Um, nervous i want to cry uh i want to jump for joy all of the emotions you know um, yeah yeah definitely definitely a lot i agree but anyways man what about you how's everything going with you um i'm turning over a rental unit right now mm. and right about the time when i should be finishing it i'm going to have to turn over another one and then i'm just I'm trying to button up a bunch of stuff for the year, right? And it's always, you know, so you're always in a time crunch. That's why nothing gets done during the holidays, right? Like, so I'm I'm juggling all these things, and it's a good problem to have. But sometimes when I get too busy, I get stressed, and I'm not sure why. I'm not sure why the body's producing that sort of response. You know, I just need to chill out and deal with stuff one thing at a time. Um, no, that's good. That's good. I th- I think it's always good when, well, I should be careful how I say this, but I, th- I think it's always good when you're stressed. Um, not like, how should I say this? Like stress is good. Like adversity. Helps, you know? it, yeah. Helps you grow, help you look at things a different way in a different light. Um, but with that comes with like stress management, like what are you doing to manage that stress? You know, um, a lot of different things you can do. I I work out to help with my stuff. Um, some people do a lot of different things. I've been I've been doing like cold showers. Uh, yeah, yeah, man. Like that's not fun, man. Like it's, it's not. It's, but... it's like I, I get in there for like a, I I heard you can do like anywhere from like one to three minutes, and I've just been like I'm just do the quick minute, um, and then put the hot water on. Uh, but yeah, man, that minute though. I feel so good after though, like knowing you did that, but like, man, when you're in there, it's like, nope, can't do it. Can't I do did it. a cold tub the other day. Yeah. Cold tubs tool gets you, man. Cold tubs tool gets you. Yeah. It gets you lots of good data on it. Yeah, um, for sure. For sure. But for yeah. Sure. Dealing with stress. You just got to deal with it in a healthy way. I agree. Yep. So, well, should we get into this episode? Let's get to it, man. All right, Cooper, go ahead and bring in our next guest. Good morning, everybody. On today's episode of Shipbuilding with Cooper and Caleb, we have a guest on today that's been working with his wife as part of the Morgan Real Estate Group since 2013, after she started in real estate in 2003. They, along with two members, are part of the Caldwell Banker Realty Office in Plymouth and are proud to be recognized in the top 50 agents of Caldwell Banker. Although they annually play second fiddle to the Three Rivers real estate team, which we can talk about. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, Patrick Morgan. Hello, hello. 
No clap coop? I was going to say, well, where's the... Well, it like, it... <laughs> it, it like goes, it, it's, I'm sorry, Patrick. Like, I just want to say I'm thank sorry. you for, thank you for putting up with the unprofessionalism tonight. Uh, <laughs> this is all good. I love it. Um, Patrick, can you uh, just tell the audience a little bit more about who you are, what you do, yeah. and why you do what you do? Yeah. So, I mean, I, I uh, as you said, I'm a, I'm a realtor and um, yeah, kind of, I joke that I'm kind of the operations director of operations for uh, a team that was started by my wife in 2003, my wife, Michelle, she's an amazing realtor and was successful well before I ever joined her. Um, and then, um, but we were, uh, we've been working together since 2013 and we had a full-time assistant assistant, excuse me, who just got um, licensed over the past two years. And then we just had another team member join us um, to answer your question about why we do this. It's truly just to help people in, you know, one of the most stressful times of their lives um, and try to remove as much stress as possible, um, try to streamline it for them, try to make it fun. And um, it, it really, that's, uh, that's what it's all about for us. You know, we're always waiting to, uh, we're waiting to be able to make that phone call telling people they got the house. We're waiting to make the phone call to tell people that they sold their house. Um, so it's a good time. Yeah. I don't know if that answers your question. No, no it does. I, that's, it does. Caleb, you're going to go? Uh, I was just going to say most people that we interview a lot of times um, really, really touch on the who and the what. And, and by the time they get to the why, they kind of forget where their train of thought was going or um, they don't put as much emphasis on it is all I was going to say. Go ahead, Coop. What I was going to ask you is what made you want to jump into being a, being a realtor? Can you explain yeah. what you were doing before too, Patrick? Sure. So um, previously, well, and I, I'm, I'm going to go way, way back. Um, <laughs> the uh, So my wife and I are both from South Dakota. We went to high school together, although we didn't date. Um, and I moved up here. Um, I went to school for music. And I moved up to the Twin Cities in 1999 um, to try to perform a little bit. And through that, um, obviously, I needed to get a job. And so I started as a sales assistant um, at WCCO Television for their website. And it was working for a company called Internet Broadcasting. Uh, that company did websites for TV stations all over the country. So meanwhile, while I'm trying to um, break into some of the musical theater scene, I have this job as a sales assistant. And... Um, I guess was okay at it and was interested because this is 2000. Um, I'm not quite sure if you guys were even alive because I know you're just puppies, but, um, (laughs) but this is back in the day when, um, you know, like one of the jokes is I was known as, as Pat to anyone who knew me before, but then email started being a bigger thing. And I had to go by Patrick because people didn't know if I was a male or female. Um, so that's kind of, you know, when internet, you know, a lot of these television stations didn't understand why they needed websites. Like, well, this is, what is this, you know, thing you're all talking about? And so we really, um, were on the cutting edge at the time. Um, 
for all these news stations. So anyway, we worked with news stations all over the country. I worked my way up from just being a sales assistant working at one station to eventually I ended up being a manager and then I ended up being the director of the entire um, group. So we had um, we had over 70 stations that we worked for and we ended up working with Turner Broadcasting and CNN. Um, so large broadcast media companies. Um, it was a lot of work. I was in New York and Atlanta a lot. And Michelle was selling quite a bit of real estate on her own. And we had, um, we had at the time we had a three-year-old and we had another, um, my son, and then we had a little girl and my job was pretty stressful. I got probably about three or four hours of sleep a night. Um, and I never saw my kids and I never saw my wife. Cause as soon as I would get home, I basically, she'd have to hand the kids to me cause she had to go do showings. And we were just like, this isn't, this isn't worth it. And she, there's something real, um, you know, about being a realtor spouse that you're paying attention to what they're having to do. You're, I'm driving, you know, she was a, a female who's doing showings with people she's never met before at night, you know, in Minneapolis. And we just were like, nope, we're not, we're just not doing this. Um, and, but so I would drive her there and I'd be sitting outside or I'd be posing as another realtor. So I kind of had some of the ins and outs. And then we were just like, wait, this is too stressful for us. And Michelle said, I either need to have someone join my team or why don't you join me? I've always said you'd be good at this. And I mean, I was referring a lot of people to her too. Mm-hmm. So we just decided, you know what? Let's just bite the bullet. See if we can be one of those realtor couples that you see on the bus benches and <laughs> um, and see how it works. And uh, truly, it's ended up being the best decision for our family. Um, I think we complement each other well. Um, and we enjoy each other. I think is, is, you know, we hear from a ton of people, I could never work with my spouse. And, um, one little known fact about working together is we don't see each other all the time. Um, we both have different clients we're working with. We do have some that we work with together, but, um, but no, we love working together. And so that's a very long winded answer to your short question. (laughs) Oh, that's okay. Um, what were, I mean, there's always, friction, right? Anytime you make a big change in your life, what were some of the, what were some of the tough things to, you know, to that looking back were, uh, caused some adversity in your life? Yeah. Great question. Um, well, obviously, um, you know, I was a, um, director level and a corporate job. And so the money part was probably the most stressful thing is that we're just cutting out this a salaried thing for both of us to be, um, to, for both of us to be commission-based and have no benefits or anything. And meanwhile, by the way, we've got two little kids. So that was probably the biggest thing. Um, I'm a, I try to be a pretty optimistic and positive person. And, um, so I told her, I'm like, give me one year and we'll, we'll make up what we lost. And, and fortunately we made that up in about, I think it was 10 months is what, we ended up making up. So Mm. that was, um, I mean, and if you think about it, that's not because it's not because I was cool or anything. It's just, she had another person to be able to help. She was selling 30 to 40 properties on her own, which, um, anyone in real estate would be like, that's, it's pretty successful. It's pretty, it's a lot by yourself too. Yeah. With no assistant, no anything. And so, um, 
And so I think just having some efficiency, efficiencies, excuse me, built in. Um, I think one of the other pieces, one of the other, I mean, it was the, the spouses working together. I was director of operations for a team of 50 people who reported to me and um, either directly or indirectly. But, um, you know, my job was building efficiencies. And here I'm working with a realtor who's been doing it for 10 years who, uh, uh, let's just say realtors aren't necessarily known for their efficiencies. <laughs> right. And I think on day one, when Michelle and I started together, she's like, just remember that you are not the director of this company, <laughs> and, um, which yes, she's feisty. Uh, Caleb can, uh, agree with that. He knows her well. Uh, so yeah, I, I was just, um, you know, I came in and, and she, um, we had to build some efficiencies into our, into our business, which was important. And, um, and so, I mean, that was, I wouldn't say it was adversity. It was, it was more of a joke than anything between the two of us. And then I think probably at year, I think it was year two at some point she was, um, you know, getting, getting a little cocky because she was whooping my butt. And I said, give me uh, I said, give me three years and I'll, I'll, um, I'll make more than you. And she's like, oh, you're going to sell more houses than me? And I said, no, I'm going to make more. So implying basically that the houses I sell are going to be more expensive than the ones that she's selling. Interesting. Um, and so every year on July 30th, you'd see a Google calendar reminder pop up and it says Patrick will make more than Michelle. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I mean, we, I mean, we're, there's friendly competition between the two of us and, um, and we do, we love it, but I, I truly like, I, I can't imagine, I can't imagine not working with her, us making the decision to work together. Like I, I truly, I couldn't imagine it. So I, I want to ask, um, you know, I know so many people that like they work a job and, and they, they're not happy, but they don't want to take the, the risk of jumping into the unknown, right? Like, I just lost a salary. Like, what, what am I going to do? But it, it seemed like you and the wife were on the the same page. Can, can you just talk about like, I'm sure there was some fear in there. Oh yeah. Um, and and how, how did you guys deal with that? Yeah. Great question. I mean, uh, so the good and the bad and not to, again, not to delve into the past too much, but I mean, we both came from pretty humble, um, pretty humble families. Uh, I was raised by a single mom since, since I was five, um, you know, and, and, uh, so there's a lot that comes with that. Um, it's pretty, pretty, uh, pretty poor. We kind of joke that the reason Michelle was even interested in me once we got back together and, uh, as adults was, she just thought I was a project. Um, but, um, <laughs> um, but, and you know, her, her folks, her, her uh, dad was a mechanic for 30 years. Her mom was a teacher for 30 years. And so, um, but coming from kind of where, where I came from in particular, the the good side of coming from that was like, you know what, it doesn't matter, you know, in terms of we'll, we'll figure it out. We will figure something out. I'm, I'm not going to stress about it too much. Um, and then there's the, there's the, uh, I don't know, the the macho side of you that's like, well, I need to provide for my family. And, you know, I had the benefits and I had the consistent job and everything like that, which of course didn't matter to her in 
and it's it's just it's dumb but that was a part for me that i was like i'm i'm am i really providing cuz truly when we started out i wasn't you know she was she was easily the breadwinner but she was also the cuz she was the one who had the job um i was just joining and i kind of was starting from nothing and so that was my fear and she had a lot of stress cuz it was falling on her shoulders um and so there was there was a lot of hesitancy for that um, but again, I just, I don't know, like I said, I, there's, there's some vanity here from on my side in particular in that, um, I just, I just believed that <laughs> there's a part, part of it is a, well, it can't get any worse than it's been in the past. Um, and then that's also just like, Hey, just give me a chance. I, I feel like I've always been pretty, a pretty good people person. Um, and just put me in a job where that's what I'm doing and I should be okay. I'll figure it out. Um, cause I truly, I think integrity is one of the number one most important things to me. Um, I don't think we really do anything that would make people dislike us. You don't necessarily have to love us, but we're not going to be someone who you necessarily dislike. Um, and I don't know. I, I we also think just kind of have faith in, whether it be a higher power or just, you know, it's, it's going to be okay. We're going to be okay. And so, um, but we, we, I would say there was a good nine months, six to nine months of us, I guess I should say the first six months of us really just kind of like, okay, what are we doing here? Yeah. And especially because it was, we had a six month old too at the time, three year old and a six month old. So, so that's, that segues into my, this is a selfish question. Yes. How do two? How did two? You know, one extremely and one newer agent, and now you know two extremely successful agents. Um, who I know your I know what your schedules are like, and you're both extremely involved parents. I mean, how did you guys figure that out while also running you know a million dollar business? Great, great question, Caleb. Great question. I had to yeah. put a selfish one in there, Coop. I love it. I love it. Um, well, and so, so you're asking, how do we figure out the schedule? Is that what the question is? Well, just how do you, how do you balance it all and balance it well? You know, I think the key is if you talk to us, we're not balancing it well. Um, (laughs) um, you know, people, Michelle said it great. Um, I think it was maybe a month ago where someone, you know, like, how are you guys doing? This market's been crazy. And Michelle's like, well, the checking account looks great. And our work-life balance is terrible. (laughs) And, (laughs) Um, but I think, I mean, one of the biggest things for me is, um, gosh, this is going to seriously sound like the, like a therapy session, um, in that, like, I, I didn't really grow up with a father figure, um, around me. And so making sure that I was there for my kids, um, has pretty much been honestly, like being there for my wife and being there for my kids is my number one priority and everything. And that means to me that I, I get up really early in the morning and I try to get some work done um, for multiple reasons. One thing is, of course, because real estate changes daily, your schedule changes daily. So it's like, well, if you get up early, then at least you can get ahead or knock some stuff off your list. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's a big thing. But I also, when my kids are awake um, in the morning, I just, I kind of hold that time sacred. And so I try not to work during that time. We have a little bit of family time and help them get ready and 
I make them breakfast and, um, and I give them either, I give them rides to school, um, or at least get them, you know, out to the bus. Um, Michelle and I make it a priority to still even, I mean, we have a 12 year old and a nine year old. And as long as they'll let us, um, you know, we're going to put them to bed as in like we, we take turns with each kid. Um, if we're both home, um, we take turns with each kid and, um, and lay down, talk about highs and lows of the day. We say prayers every night and, um, you know, it's kind of like who has, who has Quincy, who has Mia and, and then we go, whichever one we have, quote unquote, for the night, we go to the other one first just to say goodnight and everything. And then we kind of lay down with the other one and talk for a little while. So that's, it's, it's kind of like having that, that keeps all of us as a family grounded. Um, and then of course, we're, you know, it's really important to us to make it to our kids events and, um, you know, do things as a family as much as possible. Um, and we talk about it a lot with our kids, um, about the importance of that. And, um, but I tell you, I mean, we're, you know, we give, we give Caleb a hard time as the daddy, <laughs> daddy to be, we're like, whoo, just wait, just wait. Cause it changes, you know, and, um, it, but it changes in a good way. Like it changes yeah. how much you, how much all of a sudden you're like, gosh, I don't. No, I don't want to, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll change my schedule, my work schedule to make sure that I'm there for my kids. And I, that was, that was a big impetus in me changing jobs. And I call, I call Mia my game changer. Um, cause that I would leave at seven 30 in the morning and she'd get up about seven 30. So I'd maybe see her and mm-hmm. then I'd get home at about six 30 or so at night and she'd go to bed at six 45 and um i'm like no i can't do this and there's something about being a dad and having a daughter it just it just mm, I mean, you're yeah. ruined for the rest of your life basically <laughs> um, I, I really appreciate you sharing uh that is, that's that's super cool that you guys have those you know plans and traditions and yeah yeah i had to sneak a selfish question and i'm sorry coop no i was just i was just gonna um ask you know talking about the parent the parenting i I heard in a, one of the guys I follow, he talked about, you know, it's not the quantity mm-hmm. of time you spend with them. It's really the quality, you know, like when you're with them, are you like there, like all there paying present. attention? Um, yeah. Present. So I don't, I don't know if, if, if you find that to like, to be true, you know, when you're spending time with your kids, I don't know if you want to talk about that a little bit. Yeah, of course. I mean, and that's, that's my thing. So at our church, um, there's, you pick a a word for your year. Um, and that you just try to, it's kind of, you know, it's almost like your vision board word kind of thing. And, Mm -hmm. um, and for two years, mine has been present and that's whether that be, it's especially with my family, but it's, it's also with clients, it's with anyone. And I just try to do, I try to do that as a person. I just think that's, it makes you better um, in all facets of it, um, of life. But um, I just, especially with my kids, you know, if they're talking to me, even if it's something, you know, about their interest that I really am not interested in at all, um, try to be present there and, and involved and, 
I, I, I just think that's so important. Um, and I, but again, you, I mean, that does, it applies to your business too. Um, you know, when you're talking to clients and, um, whether it be present or I always tell my son, especially I'm like, like the way to be a better friend is to pay attention and it's pay attention to how people are acting, pay attention to what they're saying, pay attention to their body language, like all of it. And if, as a realtor, um, when people are walking through a house and, and you're just observing what they're doing, that's why I try not to talk. And I tell our team members too, I said, you know what, when you're walking through a house, don't talk. Like you're there to, you can, you're, you will absolutely be point, you know, paying attention and pointing out things that you see that are important about the house. But first and foremost, you got to be watching and hearing what they're saying. Do they like this? Um, you know, and, and don't start planting your ideas of, about the house. Um, we see all kinds of levels. I mean, you guys know this, like you see, you're looking at a, um, a million dollar property or you're looking at a $150,000 property, it matters to the people who are buying them. And so we treat them the same and, you know, you can't, you can't look at them in the same. We never want to be agents who, who, um, you know, kind of limit who we're working with because to us, the most important thing is, is the experience and of them buying their home or selling their home. And so it's just, it is, it's paying attention to what's important. There's a lot of good parenting slash uh, sales nuggets in that last little, that last little blip. Um, I, I personally catch myself talking way too much all the time. So I, I, I love hearing what, you know, someone super successful is doing and just a, a way from whether I'm selling houses or you know, building more relationships. That's so, so true. So I appreciate you sharing that. Oh yeah. I mean, I mean, Michelle jokes that, that she like her entire life is just listening to me talk all the time. <laughs> and you guys are probably already like, gosh, we've got one question answered and we're already halfway done. Um, and I always say like, I can talk about this stuff forever. Um, but I, but it's one, it's one you're really, when you're supposed to be paying attention, then yeah, be present and be paying attention to what other people are doing. That's, that's important. Do you have one or two other ways um, that you conduct yourself that may be different or maybe part of the reason why you're successful? You, you and Michelle. She, well, first of all, she's awesome. She's so good. And I, I truly mean this. Um, and Caleb, maybe you and I talked about this before that like, it's not, it's not often that for, I mean, when you're a realtor, it's nice. You know, you're meeting new people and people are like, Oh, where do you work? I work at Boston scientific and I do this and this. And it's like, Oh, okay. And you still don't really know what they do. Um, mm -hmm. you know, when you're, when you say that you're a realtor, um, everyone knows what you do. <laughs> you don't have to explain it too much. Um, and it's a conversation starter. Um, mm -hmm. but, um, I think, uh, one of the things that, I mean, I, I truly do. I love watching my wife do her job and be really good at it. That's a lot of fun. Um, to answer your question about what do we do differently? I think, we really do put so much of the emphasis on the person. It's not transactional. It's relational. I know that's not necessarily unique, 
Um, but I think, you know, one of the things, again, when we talk about adding our kids into, into things for us, it's, I mean, my wife loves houses. She loves everything to do with from the design to just ideas and remodeling and all of it. Like she just, she thrives on it. And so like you work, you know, a 12 hour day and I'm like, you know, I, <laughs> I'm not interested in talking about houses anymore, you know, <laughs> and she's pulling up any house show that she can find on HGTV. Um, and so, um, that, I mean, again, that's, that I think is, is somewhat unique in that, um, that just how passionate she is about homes. Um, me, I, tr- I, it really is for me, it is just about that helping people and, and making it easy and thinking of every way, whether it be the, in the communication piece, like over communicating with people, you know, when we have an accepted purchase agreement that night, they're going to get an email from us that says, um, you got the house now what? And the email it's long, but it outlines all these next steps. And we tell, we, we tell people, you know, when we first start talking, we're going to talk to you a lot before you start even looking at houses. Cause what we want for you is when these things come up again, when we talk about how much earnest money should be, or when we talk about what what are common things that are going to come up in inspections, we're not at, we're not expecting that you remember it, but we do want it to be familiar. And in this stressful thing, and that that's true with selling too, you know, as these things come up again, we just want it to sound familiar. Um, or if you got a great memory or or have referenced the communication that we sent, then great. You just kind of feel comfortable in that. Because I just think the over communication that we try to do is unfortunately somewhat unique, um, which is frustrating, and I, I don't like that about our industry. Um, I'm always shocked when we're sitting at a closing table. Uh, well, back when we used to all sit together at closing right. tables, and uh, and people will, um, you know, the the title person will say, "Have you already switched over utilities?" And the other agents like, "Oh no, did you guys do that?" We're like, what? <laughs> like, you guys didn't even talk about that? You know, when we send we send an email two weeks prior to closing that says, here's what we know about your loan. Here's where your closing is scheduled. Um, here, here's your list of utilities um, or who to call about utilities. And, you, you know, that means we got to do some research. And we've got, um, you know, based on municipality, it might be different. But we send all that to them to make it easier for them because they're stressed out. They're trying to think about moving. Um, and try to do the same thing on the list side. So I think the communication is one of the, one of the reasons why I think people come back to us. Um, and then in terms of other, um, other ways that we might, am I answering like 40 different things instead of, Oh, it's great. It's it's good. It's good to see inside the mind of Patrick. Keep going. Oh gosh. Uh, I would never, (laughs) I'd never do that to anyone, invite someone to get inside. Um, no. Um, and then, I mean, one of the other things that helps us, the fact that we have, um, you know, we do have rental properties and we have renovated homes. Um, we live in a renovated home. We've flipped properties, like all of those things. I think that helps a lot um, because, uh, and Caleb, I know you do that too, where 
as you're talking about things, whether it's having some vision to how you can change at home, whether it be complex or simple, being able to talk about that and also have some resources available that we've worked with before, whether or not they use them, you know, whatever. But I feel like we are always saying, you know, oh, we've got a guy for that, or we've got a person for that. We've got a gal for that. Um, I think that helps too, because um, I will say we just bought and sold about two years ago. And we were joking that, man, everyone should have to do, every realtor should have to move at least every five years. (laughs) Just to, you know, put yourself back in your client's shoes just for a beat. And and remember how stressful it can be and where your mind is. And, um, you know, when someone comes in, when one of us come in and say, gosh, to sell your home, you really should do this. And you're like, what? <laughs> like, I'm just trying to think about moving my kids into, and register them for classes at a different school and all that kind of stuff. So I think um, the fact that we have perspective of all of those things, I think helps us be better agents as well. So as you, as you were, uh, talking you said that you you have uh you and your wife have some rental properties um can we just touch a little bit on that like what made you guys want to get involved on the investing side of real estate yeah so uh, again uh, i give all credit to michelle in that um i mean she, I, I, well, one thing I would stress to people is the importance of talking to their kids about money. Mm. Um, I, yeah. I think that's, it's so important. And, um, and her parents talked to her about money just early on and, and how to budget and things like that. And I, I, I don't, this is not a knock on my mom whatsoever, but again, we, we were, and, and Michelle certainly wasn't coming from a wealthy family, but they did talk about those kinds of things and budgeting. And, you know, we were, we were, you know, are we going to make rent um, is what was important to us. And so we really didn't have anything to talk about um, in in terms of that. And so that was, it was kind of learned the hard way. Um, And so Michelle, when she moved up to the cities, she and a friend bought a duplex lived on one side, rented out the other side and, you know, lived for 150 bucks up in the twin cities. Now this is about, I think this is 1999. Um, and you know, you can't, I was living in Brookings, South Dakota and I was paying more than 150 bucks to live in a little (laughs) tiny apartment. They were doing that to own real estate. Um, and so through that though, then they went and, um, and bought, they each went their own their own way, and Michelle bought a, a townhome and had two friends live with her, and still was paying 150 bucks. And then they kept the duplex, and were, uh, you know, have cash flowing that property, and then, um, and then they bought another duplex, and so she kind of had that going, and you know, so when we got married, and we were both 31 when we got married, she had sold her townhouse, had $90,000 of equity to put into the house we were buying together. And I contributed nothing. Um, (laughs) And I, I just look at that. And honestly, that's, that's one of the things I love working with young people and getting them talking in their early twenties about getting started early. And, um, and, 
so uh, the investment side of it is so important to me just because I think that's so good for society in general for young people to get started on that. And, um, and so Michelle really started it and then I've really latched onto it. And so our goal is that we're going to buy at least one property a year for the next 10 years and alternate between, um, turning. I don't like the term flip because it just sounds like you're not doing a good job of it. Um, so renovating and then selling it. Um, and then, um, and then keeping, uh, and then the next year keeping one as another rental. And I mean, who, you know, it doesn't really matter. My goal is to at least have five more, um, rental properties within 10 years. And then, um, and then we're going to also put one, we're going to put a house in each of our kids' names. Um, so then when they turn 18, they can either, um, live in it or they can sell it and use that money to help pay for college. Um, or they can sell it and, um, and buy a different place. Um, and so just having that kind of mindset of people building equity, again, we've, we've, uh, now we're down to just two duplexes. And so we're definitely on the prowl for, um, but we're looking at cabins, you know, to possibly has a, have as a rented mm-hmm. property and looking at a place. My wife left Charleston. We love Charleston as a family. So maybe having a place down there, that would be a rental vacation rental. And, you know, you just kind of diversify and where else would you want to put all that than real estate? That's our area. Um, right. You're, you're the local expert. You, you said goals like two or three times there. Um, a, are you a big goal setter? And then B, you know, what are some goals that you're comfortable sharing with Cooper and I that, you know, you have as a family or, you know, or for your business, whatever, wherever your mind's taking you. Yeah. I mean, I, those are some of the goals, like we talked about, um, in terms of on the investment side, um, goals as a family, um, I, and I'll say this, um, I, our, our pastor, the day he was our pastor, he just retired like last month and he was our pastor for 17 years. And the first thing he ever said to us was, I uh, said, you know, said his name and he said, and I am a husband and a father and your senior minister. And I pray that you help keep, help me keep it in that order. And that just, I, I, my mouth just dropped and I'm like, that's, that's it. Like that was so important to me. And, um, and so when you, I mean, that's my number one goal is keeping things in, in terms of things that I have control over, I guess I should say, um, trying to keep it in that, uh, that perspective. Um, but I have, you know, I have health goals uh, in terms of, you know, a number of times I'm exercising and, and, you know, where you're keeping your weight and eating healthy. And then, you know, in terms of family goals, it's, it's making sure that we, at, that Michelle and I take a vacation, just the two of us once a year, and that we, as a family, take a vacation at least once a year, but hopefully two. Um, and that doesn't need to be flying somewhere. Well, actually, we do say that we want to fly with the kids once a year, at least. Um, and similar goals in terms of, of, I'm looking at my board over to the side. <laughs> As, as I'm what referencing, else I got up there? yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, it, but it's it's continuing to make sure that we do we do unique things with each of our kids individually, 
um, you know, I'm, I'm big into the musical theater and into music in general and concerts. So I try to, you know, go to a concert with each of my kids, go to a concert with both of them. I take them to shows, um, really try to, uh, being a kid from South Dakota, the, what's available to our children here is just beyond anything I can even fathom compared to when, to, uh, how I grew up. So trying to continue to expose them to those things, but at the same time, not make it so common that they don't appreciate how special mm -hmm. it is. Um, and then in terms of business, um, it's, you know, we're, we're just always looking for growth, but at the same time, um, so, I mean, in terms of numbers, uh, you know, we sell, Michelle and I sold, um, 80 homes last year. Uh, so 2020, um, doing the same this year, but seeing our average sale price increase. So whether it be working the same amount or even maybe working less, but still, um, having the same production, but then, um, as a team wanting our, our, the two members of our team to have success, uh, as well, you know, as for our assistant, who's fantastic. I mean, he's, he's, he brings such spirit and, and life and it's so awesome to be around. Um, but I mean, at the same time, we want him to have a successful real estate career and our new team member who joined us, we want him to have a successful real estate career as well. So 2022, um, a lot of that's gonna, I mean, I'm the one who's got the management, um, experience and, and interest to be quite honest. Um, and so growing their business is important to us. So if we sell 80 homes next year, that'd be great. We'd love to sell a hundred homes as a team. Um, but I don't want neither Michelle nor I necessarily want to sell more units because at that point we feel like we're not servicing our clients anymore to the level that we feel is acceptable. Right. Right. With, um, with your current systems in place. Correct. And so you just touched on it. And I know you know that I want one of my biggest pieces is that I really want to build efficiencies for our team. Um, and that's so are the systems that we have, I really want to make improvements on, on that just because it's important in every way. I mean, from whether it be us working with the lender, working with the title people, working with the people at our front desks, and especially working with other agents. I mean, we're all a big team and so trying to make that streamline so it's it's good for everyone is is so important. Um and again, it's that's to the benefit of our clients. And so that's a that's a huge one. Um so I don't know if that answered your question. No, yeah, no. Like I said, we like you're letting us in, so that's good. Yeah. I'm just taking notes over here. Oh, you're so. good. You're good. You guys can ask me anything. I'm a, yeah. I'm an open book. So, so um, what um, I want to ask you. Let's back up here. Um, when you left your nine to five and went to um pursue real estate, um, was there like a a moment during that time that was like almost like a epiphany moment, like, Oh, okay. Yeah. Definitely made the right decision here. Um, 
I, and I, I have to try, I can tell the story. I'll tell the story my entire life and I probably will always get choked up. Um, because, you know, I said, uh, that our daughter Mia was my game changer. And the day I, you know, we were nervous about, about all this. And it, I mean, I had built the team that I worked with and my team was phenomenal at my previous job. I, any of those people, I mean, and it wasn't just me, obviously I had great managers who um, worked for me too, but we had built just this incredible team and any of those people would be good. <laughs> they would all be great in real estate if they uh, wanted to pursue it. Um, but so much of it was being able to see my family and um, and the day that I told my team, we were sitting at the dinner table and our daughter is in a high chair right next to, to me and I'm feeding her dinner, which I usually didn't get to do. And I said, you know, Michelle asked, how did it go? And I said, you know what? It was hard. And, um, but you know, I, it's, it's gotta be the right decision. And right then and there, our daughter decided to say her first words, word, and it was data. Like seriously, it was straight out of a bad TV movie. Um, but I, I mean, and I lost it right there. I was like, that's, that's it right there. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah. And wow. I mean, I did, I, I, I'm choked up telling you the story, but that was, um, that was number one. Um, another time where we were, um, it was a Tuesday afternoon and, uh, Michelle and I were going to go look at, um, we're going to go preview some houses and it was a Tuesday afternoon. We were sitting in the car together and holding hands while we were driving to go take a look at this, at this place. And I looked at her and I looked down at our hands, you know, at 1130 on a Tuesday afternoon. And I said, just think about this. Like, when would we have ever been able to do this if we didn't work together? And she was like, yeah, you're a hundred percent right. So, you know, I think to answer, you know, your, your questions, Cooper, I, I know a lot of it is grounded in the family aspect of it, of what that meant. But then, you know, every time, every time we make calls to people to tell them that they got a house and for some reason, I, I don't know what you guys would say, but for some reason, when making the, making the call, when someone is buying a house, their reaction is just different than when you tell people that they sold the house, right? Just because there's usually kind of usually more just numbers and facts and stuff like that about whether they're selling their house yeah. or not. Yep. But when you get to call people and who are buyers and tell them they got the house, that's like every time that we get to make those calls, it, it just is like, this is why we do it right here. And um, to the point where we've actually, again, kind of comes back to family you know, the, our jobs take us away from our kids a lot. And um, to the point where I worry that our kids are going to be the ones who are like, no way will I ever be a realtor because <laughs> I hate, you know, because um, I'm like counting on being able to retire and let them take it over. But, um, <laughs> but uh, so what we do though, is every time that they're with us and we get to make that call, our kids record it. Um, and we put, we put it on speakerphone. So our kids get to hear the reaction and it's like, they love it. They think it's so cool. They especially love it because, um, for the most part, I'd say probably 90% of those phone calls include swearing. 
Um, (laughs) (laughs) So our our kids think that's pretty cool that they get to hear the reaction. Um, But uh, you know, that is, that's, that's really, that's really what it's all about is, or, or when people are selling and being like, Oh my gosh, I, I can't imagine how difficult this would have been if you guys weren't involved. You know, all of that. Like anytime you hear that, it's so for me, you know, like I said, Michelle's so passionate about houses. And for me, you know, in theory, you could probably fit me into any career where I get to do that and helping people and, and that kind of stuff. And it would be, um, I would feel like I was being successful. Um, but the fact that we're getting to do it on something that's one of the most important times or, you know, just anything that they're working on in their lives. The fact that we get to do that means that much more to me because you know, before I was helping sell ads on websites and it's important, but you know, it's not the same, you know, it's not right. as important now to people's lives. Now it's milestone memories, essentially. Yes. Right. You, yeah. I'll totally steal that from you. You can, you can have it, but you know, the cool thing about being a realtor is you get to be in someone's highlight reel of their yeah. life right if, if they're looking back and thinking of the you know awesome moments that they had you know you're in there a little tiny bit right yeah and and uh, you know it stinks because you spend you're all up in everyone's and i joke i say it all the time to people when we first meet to them i'm like you know meet with them excuse me like besides doctors i don't know if anyone else gets inside your personal business faster than you're a realtor mm-hmm. that we're like you know we meet you and you know, instantly it's about how much money do you, do you have available to you? Um, are, right. you know, are you going to have kids? Really? Oh, you are. How many more are you going to have? Are you guys getting married? You know, any of that stuff. It's, we find yeah. that out right away. And, um, even the, even the bad stuff too, right? Divorces yeah. and you know, the deaths and estates and yeah. you see it all for sure. You do. And, um, so the fact that people are willing to trust us with that sacred, space is is pretty important you know and we hold that um we hold that close to us so um it matters all right patrick i think we have time for like one more question coop do i have one unless you unless you have a pressing one oh you you go go for it okay so maybe maybe we'll maybe one of the last questions um you know what what are you doing to work on yourself patrick or you know uh, client focus, family focus, but what do you do for you to be the best version of you every day? Um, I, um, I mean, I need to be better about that, I guess is the reason I kind of have pause there. Um, in that, um, I, I need to get better about, um, taking care of my, my body and my, um, um, my physical health. Um, I don't get enough sleep, um, and, and, and I certainly don't exercise enough. I need to, I, I'm, again, that's like, that is way up on my list of something I need to get better about. Cause it's, uh, because I, you know, when my kids have kids, I want to be able to play with them and, you know, I want, and I want to be, I just want to be here. You know, we got married older right? and so we're going to be older grandparents and I want to make sure that we're able to hang out with them and be important part of our grandkids lives. Um, but then, you know, like I said, I've got a music background. Um, mm-hmm. and so, you know, there are, as- 
I try to feed my soul with that. Um, with, uh, you know, and that's right now that's singing in church. I'm in a couple of bands that, you know, aren't regularly performing just cause we can't do that with our job. Um, but you know, have gigs here and there and, um, uh, and very involved with our church and my degree is in teaching. And so I think helping hang out with youth is, is really important to me. And so I'm a middle school leader in our church and I'm a director of a choir at our church. And, um, and so, you know, it's all of those things, but I was telling Michelle the other day, I'm like, you know, I'm going to exercise, you know, my exercising is going to be up. Um, my, I want to take voice lessons. I want to make sure I do this. And I was like listing off my stuff that I'm, that I'm looking at. I, I was, you know, I was reading somewhere that, um, you know, successful people read, um, at least, at least two books, two new books a month. And I was like, oh my gosh, if I just stepped up to reading six books a year, that would be almost a miracle in itself. Yeah. Partially because so much is just available online, but then you're just reading articles, you know, and I want to actually, I want to have a, a book in my hand. Um, and so those kinds of things. Um, but I truly, I'm, I, I try to be a pretty positive person and, you know, I just listed off some stuff to you guys earlier. You know, I, I went to the Vikings game on Sunday and went to a concert that night and, um, try to do things like that. Try to go to as many of the touring Broadway shows that come through just little things to, as, as our daughter would say, fill your bucket. That's awesome. You, you were, you were talking about, um, efficiencies, uh, earlier, Patrick. And, uh, I, I love the, I love the book one, you know, having a book in your hand. Have you ever thought of audio? Oh, books? Yeah. I have, I was, okay. I was listing them off to, uh, Michelle, uh, the other day of how many, how many open books I have in audible right now. <laughs> and it's, yeah. uh, one, two, three, four, five, six books that I've started. And then I have four more that I haven't started yet. And, and I mean, they go everywhere from, you know, the Alexander Hamilton autobiography to, you know, Simon Sinek and, um, you know, you just kind of go from and white fragility. Like I've got, it's, it's a variety of things in there because I just think you can never, you should never be done. Right. I mean, we're, we're, we are constantly in need of improving ourselves or, or to be our best selves and, so, uh, yeah, there's, I don't know if I'll ever be truly satisfied, whether it's personally or, or professionally, but in some ways that's a good thing. Yeah. I got to keep the goals going. Coop and I, uh, Coop and I listened to three books a month together and then, oh, I love and that. if we didn't do that, you know, I bet you we'd maybe get one or two done. Uh, not, not next be not three books a month. Uh, we listen to one book a month. Um, yeah, I was like three books. Yeah, I, mean, I was like, let me know where this other coop's at so I can talk to him. No, well, but even you know, one a month versus I mean, I mean, like twelve a year versus three or four. You know, yeah, yeah. Well, and so like I would ask you guys though, what what do you have? I would love to ask you the uh, like go back to you and ask you the, your answers for the same questions you guys asked me. Um. So I mean, any any of the ones that you asked me. I go right back to you and like, which one, which one or ones would you guys be willing to answer? 
you first, Coop. So for, I would start off with the, uh, like, what are you doing to grow yourself? Um, so I, like Caleb said, the, uh, the audio books, um, you know, doing the reading, you know, I, I like to listen to um, podcasts as well. Um, more so just, just like finances, money, business, um, health. And I, and I always try to take like one, at least one thing that I can apply, especially when I listen to the health ones, like, you know, how to deal with stress, you know, the big one. So I, anytime I, I get a, a health podcast, I have one in particular I listen to, but, um, I'm always just looking for things to, to help me in my, in my busy life. Um, I do a, uh, will you share, will you share monthly... which, which, uh, podcast you're talking about? Yeah. So it's called the, uh, model health show. Uh, the guy's name is Sean Stevenson. Um, I try, I try not to listen to, to too many people on the same topic because they, they, in some way, shape or form, they all say the same thing. They're also, you know, repeat each other. So I try to limit how many people I'm listening to on one topic. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I go, I go to the gym, you know, I get up early. Um, I have a monthly, uh, me and Caleb are part of, or Caleb and I are part of a monthly uh, men's call where we just talk about goals, wins, losses, personal business life. Um, yeah. So th- th- those are just some of the things that, that uh, I, you know, I do for myself to keep myself. Well, sharp. and I hurt. And ahead, I, sorry. I was going to say, and, and I, and I call Caleb when I'm going through uh-huh. some problems and then, and then he sets me straight. <laughs> so do you, it's, do uh and I I mean I heard earlier right you have kids is that right? Yeah, so I have two kids and I have a third. Oh, one. congrats! Nice. How old are your kids? Thank you, thank you. Uh, four. Well, she's gonna be five uh in December. Um, and then I have a two and a half year old. Okay. Boy. And do you know yep. what your new the new one's gonna be? Girl, it's gonna be a girl. Two ladies. Yeah. That's that's a lot. <laughs> Bless yeah, you. I, you know it like. Well, and it's crazy because, like, I thought for sure I wanted, like, another boy. Like, you know, because we're thinking about having, you know, we want two and two, you know. Um, You might as well go for the basketball team then at that point. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But my my son, like, is just so bit, like, busy. Like, he'll come, we'll play, and then, like, he'll just start attacking me. Like, he'll see me, and he's just like, all right, Dad, it's time. And just go at it. And it's like. I don't know if I could do two of those at, at least so close yeah. together. <laughs> so how do you, and how do you so, balance with with you? So like we we do we do a couple different things. So like you know dinner for for sure. Like when we when it's time for dinner, like everything's yep. off. You know TV screen like TVs, phones. We put them away and, and then we just talk. You know like you know we say a prayer and then you know after we're done we always you know ask what one thing you're thankful nice. for. Nice. You know, we go around, they talk about that, you know, which is great because now, like, when we do eat, like, they'll start it. Like, daddy, prayer, you know, like, they'll grab us now and, like, and stuff like that. So, like, we'll do that, you know, bedtime, you know, we'll we'll read a couple books or, you know, but we'll just take the time to just talk to them. Like, you know, kind of like you, like, you know, how's the day? What's going on? You know, like, is there anything you want to tell us? And, like, come, come from the, 
the angle, I guess, like, I, if you're going to do something bad, at least yeah. tell me. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. At, at least just let me know. You know, at least at least be comfortable enough to, to tell, you know, tell me. And so, you know, our five-year-old, she's uh, to that point, like, you know, she something does happen at daycare that she's embarrassed to tell mommy. She'll call daddy, like, daddy, can I talk to you in the room? And so me and her will go and she'll, talk. and it's never really like anything bad. It's just more like she had a tell some tell someone about something that she was not comfortable telling them or or, or what you know whatever she's going through but um yeah so those those are just some of the things and like like pick my pick them up from daycare um phones off radios off you know and we just talk like how was the day like we'll play games jokes around so like just taking advantage of those t- like the times we're together um you know that's that's why i asked you about the, the quantity and quality because i i find it like kids really only need you for so much like time in their day. Like they're usually just playing and just being crazy by themselves anyways. Mm. <laughs> so I find it like when I can find some, th- those moments where like, okay, they want daddy's attention that I'm, I'm yeah. there for them. Oh, so, my, so. my son one time, he was five and he said, I mean, it's right on where you were just talking about. And it, it kicked me in the gut because we were talking and he did, he did something and he was getting in trouble. And I, and I just asked him, I said, are there any things like that, that, that mom and dad do that, that get you frustrated? And he said, yeah. He's like, when I get off the bus and you're on your phone talking for work, he's like, it makes me feel like I'm not as important. Oh, just crushed me. Yeah. Brutal. Right. There's, there's moments. Yep. There's some things they'll, they'll tell. And it's like, like, uh, your accountability partner, right? Like they'll just let you know, like, "Hey, you, you guys need to stop yep. fighting." Yep. <laughs> and I love. I mean, it. That's it. Like when they call you out on your yeah. stuff, and I mean, to your point too, when yep. what you're doing with your kids, I feel like. I mean, especially now, you know, I've got a 12 year old, like basically a teenager, and and the way that you, when the fact that even if it is just one of you as a parent. But the way you react to small things for them is going to lead them to kind of be like, how are you going to react when something's big, you know? And, and, you know, if, if, if they spill something accidentally and you freak out about it, it's like, well, shoot, they're not going to want to come talk to you when it's a big deal. Right. (laughs) Yeah. And so, you know, I would say multiple times, if, if we have any feeling of success as parents, it's when our kids want to tell us something that, that we'll sit there and be like, holy cow, I never would have talked to my parents about this when I was their age. Oh, yeah. I, I love it. I love it when – because usually it's me. Like, she doesn't call mom yet, <laughs> yep. at least. It's, it's usually daddy, and I'm like, I feel so yep. honored. I'm like, oh, God, let's, yeah, let's go. Yep. <laughs> and you just try not to rub it in your wife's face? Yeah. Oh, yeah, never. I, well, I never do. I, I never do. So That's hilarious. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah. Thank you for sharing. I, and I don't know. Sorry. I don't know yeah, if I'm no supposed problem. to turn it back on you guys on this or not. No, sometimes people it's all do. Good. No, we don't, we don't. Yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. Yep. Sometimes people do. Caleb. Um, yeah. I'll try to be brief and succinct with it, but uh, very selfishly the, the book club with Coop, um, very selfishly this podcast for me is, you know, not the typical podcast where you're trying to grow and explode and, you know, have your face and name everywhere. It's more so I just, I know for a fact I'm going to be talking to talking to and interviewing at least three very high level people per month. And I know I can take something from how they operate, you know, in their, 
in their business, in their life, in their family. Um, and then a big thing for me is just always been, and you know, our, our, our line of work, Patrick, is that, you know, you can wake up at 11 AM or 2 PM or, you know, or, or 2 AM, you, you, you know, you run your business, right. And the big thing that I work on, um, you know, since starting out to where I'm at now is just getting more tight with my schedule. Um, getting better and better at, you know, if something needs to happen, schedule it, which might include, you know, like me working out or me going on a date or things, you know, date with my wife. Right. Um, so that's, those are probably kind of like the, the, my main things that I'm doing outside of, yeah, you know, trying to eat right exercise. I forgot that. Yeah. I do do a mastermind once a month groups in there too. Um, just, just making sure that I'm sharpening the ax instead of Mm -hmm. always just using it too. you know, a little bit of the back and forth. What would you say makes, what, what's your kind of differentiator in terms of, um, you amongst other, why, why are you so much better than me at our job? (laughs) First of all, oh boy, first of all, oh boy, here we go. I'm not, but, um, (laughs) I think, and I actually, I'd ask you, I'd ask you, sorry to cut you off. I'd, no, no. I'd ask you that as you individually, and then you guys as a team, like what makes, we all see agents and you're like, oh my gosh, like whether it be on a listing or just interacting with other agents, it's like, feel, makes you feel like, okay, I, I think I'm doing better at this or whatever. Like what <laughs> you individually or you and you as a team, actually, what makes you guys so great at what you're doing? Yeah, I think. Um, definitely when you said, you know, your why, right. Actually caring about getting to help someone, right. The relationships of a transaction part of it. And that's like what, you know, probably the top 25% of realtors, maybe it's more, um, are like that. Right. So that gets you, if you actually, if you genuinely care about the person, right. Um, and, and maybe this is salesy, but maybe this is also, um, you know, protecting them too. 99% of my clients are not going to buy the first house they look at. Right. So from a buyer side of things, the first three to five houses, I'm really going to flex how much I know about homes and just mm-hmm. nitpick the heck out of them. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, so that I can build trust with them. And that's if it's a stranger, right. And, and yep. if it's a close friend, I should already have that trust factor going. Um, and then, probably the thing that uh, that I think sets me apart is um speed I, I I respond you know I I try to give just concierge a plus level whatever you need I have I'm, I'm fast I'll text I'll call I'll 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 try to do that as best I can and then as your business grows you have to figure out how to put other efficiencies in there um cuz you know like you said you know maybe selling 30 40 50 houses in a year by yourself there's only so much of you, especially if you have a family, right? right? So you have to transition, you know, you have to transition or I have to have had to transition that skill set in other ways, you know, to where I, I get more people involved uh, as far as the team side of things, right? right? That are also delivering that, you know, same experience of, you know, high level service. And do you, do you, uh, do you feel like obviously with, with, you know, your family growing, do you feel like, do you feel like you're going to have to 
create some personal boundaries in that? Or do you totally. feel like you've already kind of been able to start putting that in place? Oh man, Patrick's yeah, been in the heat. He, I love Patrick, it. Patrick, I've been ex- I was excited. I, I was excited for this. Um, <laughs> Sorry, man. <laughs> no, no, no. I, it's all I've good. Always it's known, I've always known it's back there, right? Like you know, when we found out we were gonna grow our family, I said, "Okay, I've had it. I've had it pretty easy these last couple of years. I'm gonna have to start strategizing, which I'm continuing to do." Um, Coop always jokes when he tries to call me, and I almost never pick up because it's it's typically it's typically because I have different priorities set in place for my yeah. day or my calendar at that time. And Coop knows I'll call him back too. So oh, I yeah, it's it's usually like it's usually like a one yeah. percent. <laughs> so so it's, so it's always it's just good. my wife's been helping me. Um, I have a you know I have a partner in real estate too, Steve. He's been helping me. I'm just kind of strategizing. Okay, how's this gonna go? And then I'm a big believer in you know I can make all the plans in the world, right? And then, you know, baby boy's going to be here and 50% of the plans are gone and I'll figure something else out. But you're, the other thing is though, you know, you're not alone in having to figure that out. Which, which is why I, I, I love those selfish questions every once in a while, you know, to, Hey, what, you know, what do you guys, what do you guys do? How do you guys, you know, it's kind of like anything, even especially in our business too, right? Is you know, there's been plenty of realtors around, plenty of successful ones, and there's the blueprints out there, right? You don't have to recreate that wheel. So I, yeah, I love leaning on, you know, Coop, you as well, Patrick, um, just to help me kind of formulate those strategies. Uh, your routines are were so cool to hear, just because I, you know, if I see in the office, that's I'm not asking you those types of things. So th- th- this was great for me, like. Uh, selfishly once again I, I this was an awesome podcast well i just i i, th- I think everyone and and, and kind of like you guys are doing and we're like we're all learning from each other and you know there's a couple agents you know a lot of people are like gosh you were so lucky to have michelle to learn from and i'm like i and i say this that's i mean i i, I joke that one of my secrets to happy marriage is talking like talking about her um as if she's standing next to me or not being a, you know, I'm not going to say anything I wouldn't say in front of her. And, um, she knows though, that a lot of the learning that I had as a realtor wasn't from her at all. And, you know, learning from other agents, even if it's like, Oh, this is hugely important, but you know what? I might do it differently than you do it. Or just kind of be like, Oh, okay. So you, this is what you do, but it, I, I got to figure out how it works for me and my family and, or me and my clients. Like that's the beauty of all of it. It's mm-hmm. just a matter of, Again, paying attention um, when that education is out there for you. And I, I, I loved, you know, that Caleb and Steve and Michelle and myself and so many other agents were down in Arizona together. To, I mean, it's just learning from each other. Um, I love it. I truly, I just, I love all of it. Awesome. Awesome. Well, th- this was great. <laughs> Probably um, too much talking. I apologize. Really? No, you're good. No worries. I, I always love it when we get asked questions on here. Um, I don't think we get it enough. I think you might be the third person, <laughs> third or fourth person, I think. Um, but no, it's good. So I, I just want to say thank you for taking the time tonight. Um, I, you, Caleb, like, I know you guys are on a crazy, crazy schedule. So um, just want to say thanks for giving us the time tonight. Um, if if uh, people want to 
look you up, see what you're doing. Well, buy a house the best with you. Place they can... Buy a house with yeah. us. Where's, yeah. Where's the yeah? Where's the best place they can? I would. I mean, I'm I'm all about. Um, if if people want to reach out, obviously, I'd love a phone call and a text. Um, if that's okay to share, of course. On here. Uh, so six one two. 803-2339. Um, otherwise, uh, you know, you can look up at uh, uh, michelleandpatrickholmes.com. Um, but I don't, I, I would much rather someone reach out to us directly and chat, um, whether it be someone who's just like, hey, I love your perspective. Obviously, it's not just about buying and selling houses. That is right. Second. Totally. Um, but, uh, yeah, 612-803-2339 and can chat a little bit more and um, would love to talk to anyone who's who's learning from what you guys are doing. I love it. Awesome. Awesome. Well, Patrick, thank you again. I really appreciate yeah, thank it. Thank you for sharing. Yeah, thanks so much for having me, guys. Another great episode. Episode... 91 episode 91 hey how many right. how many weeks how many weeks have we missed since we started this uh caleb has missed like no 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 no, no. don't don't say caleb i said this podcast the how podcast many... is uh, batting 100 percent. man or batting let's, a thousand i think is the analogy let's go let's go we stacking up the weeks man anyways anyways uh patrick Morgan. Patrick Morgan. Phenomenal. What were your top takeaways? Uh, phenomenal. I love... Okay, so anytime we get someone on here and they talk about how they had a situation in their life, did it like just wasn't working, um, they don't play the victim and they go and make the change. Period. Like, you know, as you know, as I was asking him earlier, um, you know, how it was transitioning from, you know, your nine to five to, uh, you know, being a realtor, um, you, you just do it, right? Um, yeah. I, I just, I, I just love when people just take control um, of their life and it's like, Okay, here's the situation. What do we got to do about it? And they go make it happen. Period. Um, he's got a great story. I mean, I, I mean, he had a great nine to five. You know, and I love like hear, hearing him like talk about his life and his family. Is like it's, it's a guy that's got pillars, P- pillar pillars, and like things in his life that guide him. Right, and and I love when people make decisions based off pillars not emotion like what do you believe in what gets you up every day every day in the um every morning make decisions off those things and so i I, and it's just you know it's just a great story man it's it's just a great story you know you gotta have pillars that guide you you gotta have goals um yeah you just gotta you just gotta be willing to to make that change if a change needs to happen you know so it was great, man. I loved it. The pillars comment you made is it's, to, it's so true. 
a true man of integrity. Yeah. Um, my favorite parts were hearing how um, he talks about being quiet during showings. Mm, yeah. Clients, and it made me think of uh, the sales verbiage. You know, whoever talks more will lose. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I just look up to the guy, super successful guy. So just really cool. Um, really cool to hear that. Um, and then just, you know, I know him, you know, as a colleague, right. And getting to yeah. him, like just openly sharing intimate details of his family. That was just super cool to me. Um, yeah. I, I love how, you know, him and Michelle are running their business, but also their family. That's, That's awesome. Cool. That's awesome. Um, and I just want to add to it's the, no, this is going to be after the book review. So I can't say back-to-back weeks. Well, back-to-back guest have, has talked about money and kids. Yeah, that's true. And why it's important to introduce that to our kids at an early age. Um, yeah, in a healthy way. Too. In, a, in right. a very healthy way, exactly. In, in a healthy way. Um, man, I, I, I love. I just love when I hear the house hack. Like, I just, I just love that. Like, starting that investing stuff, and it, and it doesn't just because you house hack doesn't mean that's what you need to do. Like, it, it, it's just a a way for you to, in my, uh, just my two cents, you know, and I and I see CJ say it all the time is is to reduce your biggest expense is your mortgage. You know I love house hacking. Oh, I know I know you love house hacking. Um like can you imagine not like paying what do you say, hundred and fifty dollars for yeah, rent yeah, yeah. or for your mortgage? Stacking up years of that. <laughs> for too. years. Yeah. Right? Or if you if, or if you had an extra like five or six hundred dollars coming in. Yeah, it's it's one of the smartest things you can do when you're young, for sure. Yeah. I'm glad yeah. you touched on that also. Yeah. So, but yeah, man. So this is a great episode. Um, a lot of great nuggets, great gems. Uh, gave it, gave you his phone number. Uh, so make sure you hit him up if you got a question. Um, yeah. Uh, please rate, subscribe, leave a review. Um, another great episode. Another great episode, Caleb. See you next week. See you next week.